Hello and welcome to the Keen Perspective, a podcast designed to get you clear on what really matters. Your priorities, your values, your purpose, and your vision for life. And then to help you using tools, tactics, tips, and strategies based on various spiritual practices, neuroscience, psychology, Buddhism, etc. and the like. Help you identify the actions that are in alignment with those values, that purpose, and your vision to fulfill on that in the real world. Your host, Joshua Keen, and let's dive right in. Today is May 3rd, 2020. My first thought was to say, for those of you in America, and then I realized on a global scale, everyone is dealing with 2020 and what it's brought. Some of us feel more fortunate than others. We have health, well-being, clarity. Others are dealing with fear, anxiety, dis-ease. And what I seek to bring in this particular episode is a conversation around self-worth, what it is to be human during these times, and how you can elevate your vibration to a level of resonance that can offer, at least in my view, a measure of protection from what's going on in the world. Not that there's anything you really need protecting from. And for those of you listening, some of you no doubt will be seasoned veterans on this journey toward your personal growth, spiritual development, enlightenment if you choose to call it that. Others, this will be your first dipping of the toe in the water. And wherever you're at in your journey, just thank you for being here and being open-minded and lighthearted. Now what do I mean by open-minded and lighthearted? It's really simple there's the light within us just let that fill your heart and the mind that most people live from is the egoic one so I'm asking you to open up that piece of you to get freedom from the egoic mind open yourself to the greater consciousness that exists in the universe that which has created all life you can call it God you can call it physics you can call it source energy whatever you prefer. You can just call it biology, right? Just life. The thing that is here before you took this physical form, and they'll be here after you, right? Once you've gone on to other things. <laughs> and so to bring it back to the conversation around self-worth and why I went on that little ramble is because it occurred to me that some people, when I said there's nothing you really need protecting from, they might be feeling really afraid and start for lack of a better way to put it, freaking out. (laughs) Be like, what, are you blind? Do you not see what's going on in the world? There's so much you need protection from. And I hear you, and I certainly in the past had had similar ways of thinking. However, the point of this podcast, like so many others uh, in the space, is to get you to a point where you don't feel like you need protection from anything because you are responsible and powerful enough on your own to deal with anything life sends your way with grace, ease, gratitude, poise, skill, calm, and aplomb. And that's where self-worth really begins. Because when you know yourself, your true self, the who you are, the awareness of being aware, the space in which things make themselves known, there's really infinite wisdom available to you. And how do you put a price on infinite wisdom? You don't. Not an accurate one anyway. <laughs> you can put one out there, billion dollars, hundred billion, five billion, twenty billion, whatever you choose. 
and it's still just small in comparison to the infinite wisdom available to you. However, when most people talk about self-worth, they really think of it in very different terms. They think of it in really often occurs to me as disempowering terms. If you go down the street and say, hey, how much is your time worth? Most people either not have an answer to that question or they'll give you whatever their hourly wage was. And for most people, that hourly wage is less than 50 bucks an hour. For some, it's less than 20. Um, and if we're comparing that to the infinite wisdom we all have access to, you can see how there's a seemingly vast disconnect there. And that's the thing that you have a choice to make currently, here now, listening to this. You can choose to continue devaluing yourself and what you have abundant access already to in terms of what you have access to when you go within yourself right so I might you might call me a conduit for knowledge a conduit for wisdom and information etc etc and let's be really clear the knowledge the wisdom the energy of the space right whatever's getting communicated exists free from me right it's it's within me in the sense that you know who i am is part of the all that is so the knowledge exists within me on some level however it's not cordoned off to joshua david Keene, right people walk around like they as a egoic personality know things and the big distinction that occurred to me is like, oh my god, I'm just the space in which things make themselves known to me. Right? Why is that an important distinction? Well, because then you don't have to worry about fucking knowing everything. When the moment arises, and it's useful and beneficial, and you've aligned yourself to that greater power of who you are, your true self, your highest self, if you want to call it that, the most high of who you are, and then, you know, the source of all things, who I am. And I say who I am, for those of you, biblical terms, Yahweh roughly translates to I am who I am, I believe, or it's just the who I am. So when I say who I am, who creates a, a question, right? So who, who are you? Who I am? I am who I am. That's its own, right? And then it becomes limitless. There's the space there that can take any form. I am who I am. There's a space of awareness which anything can happen and occur. And what gets people stuck and diminishes their self-worth, right? And I'm, I'm paraphrasing that, and there's a much more spiritual explanation to the I am who I am. And people are listening to this and be like, oh my God, you're butchering it. It's like, I get it. For the purpose of this conversation, it's just... I'm clarifying when I say who I am, I don't mean Joshua David Keene. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. I'm speaking to the greater whole of who we all are. Right? That source within us. That thing that's existing and connecting us all. At a fundamental level. The core of who we are. Source of all things. And what gets people stuck, literally is they define themselves. And if you define yourself egoically, 
you inherently put a limit to what you have access to and then you're also taught growing up by well-meaning people money doesn't grow on trees maybe you had someone that said you know money is really a good thing maybe it's someone that said money is the root of all evil depending which household you grew up in it's pretty clear to see how your relationship with money will have evolved over time now you might have people even if you grew up with money right so you're wealthy people diminish your accomplishments because they're like oh you had an unfair advantage <laughs> you had wealth you're born into it you don't deserve blah 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 right that's their vitriol they spew out at you most of the time that's out of insecurity and jealousy I say most because like I'm not gonna say I know absolutely every time I just say maybe it's possible more likely than not coming from insecurity and jealousy if they spew that at you and so what happens is you have people who grew up in sort of an impoverished state environment if you will or got fed an impoverished program a mindset coaching from their parents right on how to think about money and their self-worth or they got told they weren't worth anything or they were stupid or etc cetera, etc cetera. And as a kid, you don't necessarily have the barriers that the ego does provide, right? So people, ego kind of gets bad rap sometimes in the sense that while ultimately the goal in any spiritual uh, development is to be free from the ego, uh, the first key to that is to acknowledge the role the ego played as an evolutionary mechanism. So imagine if you just got stuck with whatever your parents told you was true, right? If you had no sense of separateness, you wouldn't be able to discern different points of view. And so the ego, while we're all part of the collective consciousness in my perspective, my point of view, feel free to agree or don't. So within that, it's like, well, if we're all one, what's the point of the ego? Well, the point of the ego is a for self-discovery because imagine if you were just the only focal point of consciousness going through the universe trying to uncover new experiences to see what you could create probably take you quote unquote a long time <laughs> a lot of effort etc etc and it could be lonely not saying it wouldn't be or would be but just imagine how much more efficient because life seems to be really efficient if you look at science and nature and physics everything works really efficiently energetically there's really no wasted energy in nature and its processes people might waste energy but nature in and of itself is really efficient and effective it really wastes no energy at all there's a use for everything and efficient use too and so within that it's the efficiency of self-exploration discovery increases as you have more data points right think of nerve cells if you have more nerve cells you can get a broader more in-depth picture of your physical environment if you have no nerve cells no nervous system you're not going to be able to get much information out of the physical environment and so I encourage you to think of the focal points of consciousness that we call being human as nerve cells for the greater collective consciousness of who we all are and people think the collective consciousness and there's like this da, 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 oh, ominous tones it's like nah it's just light and love y'all <laughs> lighten up 
<laughs> uh, right, everyone freaks out. It's like, you're going into the collective. It's like, have you ever been there? <laughs> sure, it's quite nice. And you get to, Einstein said it, right? The most important decision you make is whether you live in a friendly or hostile universe. So in the context of being human, your reality is shaped by your decisions. And if you've made a decision that you're not worth much as a human being and that you don't have much to contribute, A, I love you, and you are a great contribution to me, whether you know it or not. And some people say, that's so inauthentic. You've never even met me. How could you love me? It's like, um, I have yet to meet anyone in life who is incapable of being loved. And now other people be like, well, have you met mass murderers? Have you met Charles Manson? I'll be like, no, clearly not. <laughs> and even when you see... Say like a shark, great white shark. People are sometimes afraid of sharks. A shark's just being a shark. It's just doing what sharks does. And, you know, if sharks attacks people, I get my grammar is really wonderfully done here, right? And people tend to get mad at animals for acting according to their nature, their instincts. And while human beings by nature are, in my view, goodness, light, benevolence, love, I get that people grew up in certain environments with different programming that led them down the path of making decisions that led them to be able to justify any behavior. And getting that the greater whole of us is non-physical, I understand that whatever is physically appearing, right, in the space of awareness that is who we are, is temporary, including their physical form, including their egoic personality, which might seem disgusting or at a low energy level, whatever it is, temporary and so I hold the space for them to rediscover who they are in a conversation and now we're getting into like what it's like to be coached right so I do coaching this is sort of my approach if any of you coaches out there seeking to create the space for transformation for your clients see them not for what they did see them not for who they present to be see them for who they are as a possibility of light and love in the universe. And when you look at them as if there's this eminent source of divine light and love in the universe, then 